Just because it's called higher education doesn't mean high tuition costs have to be the norm. At Strayer University, we have the radical opinion that education should be affordable. With our graduation fund, you can earn up to 25% off your bachelor's degree tuition, making it all the more possible to succeed in today's world. Welcome to the future of education. Strayer University, out with the old school. Strayer University is certified to operate by CHEV. Welcome back, watch people, for episode number 10 of Your Questions, My Answers. This is rapidly becoming one of the most popular areas of my YouTube channel, and that's all down, and thanks to you guys. So if you've got a question for me, please leave it in the comment section. Um, please don't email it to me, because that kind of gets put into a different area. So if you've got a question that you want answered um, on YouTube, please leave it in the comment section. I'll do my best to pick it up, but please bear in mind I'm getting like literally, you know, maybe a hundred questions a day, so I have to be selective. I hope you all understand that. Um, let's get straight into the questions, and I had a good one from Alan Fazer, who writes and says, Paul, um, what's your opinion of this escrow system that Chrono24 offers? Now, he's asking if it's safe. Now, Chrono24, we all know what uh, they do and the service that they offer. Um, great website, to be fair. Been running for years, Chrono24. Um, very reliable, very trustworthy, um, very professional. Um, obviously, when you are a company like Chrono24 that has, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people advertising watches, you're going to get the odd problem. You're going to get the odd rogue that filters their way into the system. Um, so, you know, a little bit like eBay in some respects. I mean, 99.9% .9 of the users um, of eBay are fine then you know the odd few come along the roads and they spoil it for everyone. So Chrono24 I guess would be no different. I haven't dealt with Chrono24 myself since 2014. That's the last time that I actually purchased the watch from Chrono24 and it was quite an expensive Hublot. Um, and the seller was in Germany and obviously I was in the UK. I paid Chrono24, I received the watch, I okayed the watch with Chrono24 and then the seller got paid. So that is the escrow system, basically how it works. Chrono24 will hold your money um, or and, and they will only release it when you're happy with the watch. Now, like any systems like this, like any type of escrow system, any type of financial system, there's always room for someone to misuse it. Um, I can't speak for that Chrono24 system because I've only used it once, Alan. Um, it was fine when I used it. Um, I've, I've not heard of any major problems with it at all, but what I have done on your behalf and on the behalf of everyone that watches my channel, I've actually put an email and a request into Chrono24 um, for a telephone interview with them um, because there's a, quite a few things that I'd like to have a chat with Chrono24 about because I, I believe they're a very useful platform. Um, I think they've become expensive, if I'm honest. Um, sorry, Chrono24, if you're watching. Um, I think you've become a little bit expensive for sellers. I don't think that's a good thing because that cost is obviously passed on to the buyers. Having said that, no one appreciates more than, than me that you've got a business to run and you've got staff to employ. So as I say, there are some questions. It would be nice um, if you'd come on and uh, answer them for us. And uh, I, I was just actually fiddling for a note that I scribbled down last night. Uh, Chrono24 at the moment uh, claim, well, as of last night, they had 441,000 135 watches for sale from 108 different countries. That's a hell of an organization. That's a hell of an inventory. Um, so they're obviously gonna be good and bad stories, but in, if you're asking my general opinion of Chrono24, I think it's a hugely stand-up professional company, 
don't see any issues with them at all. Um, and if there are any issues that arise from the use of Chrono24, you're going to have to look to the seller um, rather than the actual organisation. Remember, they're just the platform. Um, but as I said, hopefully they'll come online and we can have a chat. And um, yeah, they can put uh, every, anything over they want to put over is absolutely fine with me. And I'm sure the viewers would find that one interesting. Okay, I've got a question from Joe coming. It says, uh, basically, he's been contemplating buying a 14060M four-line no-date Submariner from around 2005 to 2009, or a two-watch collection of an Oyster Perpetual 39, that's a Rolex, uh, and a Tudor Black Bay 58. I have decided to go with the latter two-watch option. Although, a sub, although Submariner's prices continue to rise, I can't justify paying six and a half to seven thousand pound for a watch that is 10 to 15 years old. I also happen to love the Black Bay 58, but it's just not a Rolex. Do you have an opinion on my decision to buy the two brand new watches as opposed to the older Submariner? Have you seen the Black Bay 58 in the flesh? And if so, were you impressed? Well, Joe, first of all, thanks for that. I have seen the Black Bay 58. I've tried it on, it's a lovely watch. Uh, I wouldn't put anyone off of buying that watch. Uh, certainly as an everyday wearer, um, at that price level, I just don't think you can go wrong. Having said that, you are not at that price level, are you? You are buying that, potentially, and an Oyster Perpetual 39, which I am, makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because what you've bought then is you've bought two watches that are potentially gonna lose money over the next five years. Um, so the value of those watches today and what you're gonna to have to pay for them from a retail perspective, because I doubt you're gonna get any discount, certainly probably nothing off the Black Bay, the 58, and you're not gonna get anything, if at all, off of a steel Rolex these days. So you're gonna be paying virtually full list or list price for these watches. Um, what that is gonna to equate to uh, value-wise in two, three, four years time is probably not gonna be too pretty on the second-hand market, so you might want to keep your eyes on that. The word that you've mentioned there, a 10 to 15-year-old watch, sort of kind of, I get the feeling that you feel a 15-year-old watch is old. Um, in the Rolex range, 15-year-old sports watches are not old, they're just starting to become a vintage. Um, and they certainly don't, if you buy one in the right condition, they certainly don't look where or feel like a 15-year-old watch. They're different to most other brands, and in fact, when a Rolex has been sent back for service, these watches 30, 40 years old can come back looking virtually like new. But I have a full video um, on how to check the condition of a watch. You should, If you're gonna buy a watch that's 10 or 15 years old, always check that, always have a look over the watch. Use the video um, for comparison, if you like, um, and uh, take it from there. But uh, uh, you're, if you're asking me for a bottom line, um, I would prefer that you bought the Black Bay 58 and put the rest of the money towards saving up for a Submariner non-date or a, a, some other kind of um, um, section of the Rolex watches. I mean, maybe an Explorer too. Uh, I don't know, it's up to you, mate, it's your choice. Um, but I think long-term, I don't want you to turn too much of your money um, into a loss, uh, but I've said it time and time again, haven't I, chaps, that I come from a business background. Business is always number one in my mind. That's probably why you guys watch this channel because mine's a little bit different from most others. Um, so I always tend to come from the head rather than the heart. Joe, go with your heart, mate. Do what you want to do. It doesn't matter what I think. Wear and buy your watches that impress you and no one else. But my advice would be buy the Black Bay 58. Use that as an everyday wearer. Be proud of it. It is a stunning watch. 
terrific value for money. Keep the rest and save it for a Rolex. So a question from Lux, what is for newbies? Uh, a great channel actually from a gentleman over there in the USA. I just wanna give you a quick shout out because uh, you are a gentleman, I like you, I like you a lot. Um, and he says, Paul, whatever happened to the Tudor Black Bay bronze that you reviewed a few years back? I remember you were considering keeping it, but based on your comments in this video, he's talking about a previous video, I presume you moved it along. Uh, what are your current thoughts on the model three years later? Um, you're right, I have moved it on, but not because there was anything wrong with a watch. I just tend to flip watches. Oh, what a terrible word. I tend to move my watches on. Um, I get bored of them pretty quickly. There are a few watches that I've had for a long time. Actually, one day, I'm gonna show you guys the most important watch in the world to me. Um, it's not a Rolex, it's not even made of gold, it is nothing important whatsoever, but I will show you the most important watch in the world, to me at least, that would never ever be for sale for any amount of money. I'll show you that uh, in another video. But back to the question from Lux Watches for Newbies. Um, do I still rate the uh, the Black Bay Bronze? Absolutely, the new model is just stunning with that slate gray dial. Um, I haven't experienced it, but I have heard of one or two of the bronze cases discoloring in a not too attractive fashion. Um, it's not a great idea to get them um, in the water, and if you do, then I think you need to you know wash them quite carefully afterwards. They take a little bit of looking after. I think the idea about the bronze cases was for a patina, a very attractive um, and, and completely unique patina to uh, establish itself on every watch. Um, I'm not quite sure that's gone to plan, I don't know, but I haven't really had a lot of experience with heavily patinaed models, but I have had a couple of people mention to me that theirs is patinaed and it's not really been to their liking. But again, I keep saying it, I, don't want to sound like an advert for Tudor because I have no axe to grind in either way with Tudor. I just like the range, I like the watches, and again, for the money. I mean, I just had it up on their website a minute ago. What was it, 2,900 quid um, for a Black Bay bronze. Um, let's have a look, yeah, I think that was right. Yeah, 2,910 pound, what a piece. I'll pop a picture up. Um, beautiful looking thing, and I don't think you can go wrong with it. And uh, if you haven't checked out his channel, Lux Watches for Newbies, have a look um, and say hello for me. Okay, so a question from a gentleman calling himself Coppers. Uh, I think his first name's Bob. Uh, Bob, thanks for your message. Um, and you say, Paul, what are your thoughts about buying from pawnbrokers? It's actually a really good question, that Bob, and I'll tell you for why. Because over the years, I've actually had a few bargains from pawnbrokers. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the best place for a novice. Um, it's probably a little bit the other way around. It's more of a uh, more of a potential buying area for the expert, and I tell you for why. Because a lot of pawnbrokers half know what they're doing with Rolex watches, and what that generally means is that they've given the customer a real body blow with the price that they're going to pay for this watch, or they're going to take the watch in as a pawn value, for example. And it invariably means that they've bought the watch fairly cheap, which can often means they're prepared to sell it cheap or under its proper market value. I've done all right in pawnbrokers and I, whenever I pass a, a decent looking pawnbrokers, a pawnbrokers that looks like it's got something about it, I'm always looking in the window for a nice watch. Now, I think the last watch I bought from pawnbrokers was a 16710 GMT Master II. Um, and I bought that watch and I made 700 quid on it in the trade the same day. 
Um, so that tells me that, um, yes, they are out there. I think you need to be a little bit careful about um, the quality of the watches sometimes because look, why would someone take a watch to a pawnbroker's like that? Obviously they need the money quick, but it's not the usual place, is it? It's not your usual establishment for someone to go and sell their Rolex watch. Maybe that's changing these days because you know people are more switched on there. They are going to proper watch dealers as such. Um, I'm not saying there's any, nothing proper about a pawnbroker, but they're a jack of all trades rather than a master of one, if you like. Um, and I, But I've done all right in pawnbrokers, and I think if you trust the pawnbroker, as long as you get a good money-back guarantee with a watch, get the watch looked at by someone that knows what they're doing afterwards. Um, I don't see anything wrong with looking in pawnbrokers. In my experience, it's more the independence where you're likely to get the better bargain. The bigger chains usually have uh, chief buyers um, and negotiators and what happens is is that if you take a Rolex into a pawnbroker's for example the guy serving behind the counter won't necessarily know much about it at all he will then phone his purchaser um, his purchaser will say look keep the watch there I'll inspect it he'll he'll then inspect the watch and he'll value it both from a pawn perspective um, and from a, a future potential resale value. Um, in those cases, you're far less likely to get a bargain because these um, negotiators, these um, these buyers, usually know exactly what they're doing and sometimes they can even be a little bit more expensive. Uh, it's the smaller independence where I've always found the bargains. And I guess over the years, I've probably bought, I don't know, maybe half a dozen um, Rolex watches from pawnbrokers and I've always done all right. I go back to what I said in the beginning, Bob, I don't think it's the place for novices. If I'm frank, um, I'm sure there's plenty of, you know, decent independent watch dealers out there that would really be ahead of them in my choice for someone to go to unless they really knew what they were doing. But hey, listen, keep watching my videos and, you know, you guys out there, if you're not so confident now about buying a Rolex watch, hopefully you will be in the future, especially when it comes to condition. Um, lastly for today, I just want to touch on one other su subject. A lot of people have been asking me why I haven't done a video on how to tell if a watch is genuine or not. Um, and the reason that I haven't touched on that subject is because it is the most contentious and the most dangerous topic of all in the watch industry, bar none. It is the most dangerous subject to cover because unless you can guarantee, unless I can guarantee, that the people that are viewing the video understand me perfectly, word for word, and carry out my instructions, I wouldn't want you making a mistake. And it's gonna be very, very difficult to make a video to perfection. It's almost impossible. I can't put 30, 40 years of experience into a half an hour video. Um, I have got one or two things planned. I mean, it's like, there's videos that I could touch on that subject, but I'm really uncomfortable with potentially leading people down the wrong path because I've got to tell you, every single video that I've ever watched on YouTube about how to tell a fake Rolex, for an example, has lacked in information for me. Um, there are some that are better than others, but I've never seen the perfect video yet. Um, and I don't think the perfect video, frankly, could be made because I go back to what I said a minute ago, you cannot teach someone all that experience in a short video. Uh, and I think I used this example once before. Look, you know, 
you could have uh, somebody that's read uh, 50 manuals on how to be a heart surgeon. You wouldn't want him doing your bypass. You'd want someone doing it that's done it before, time and time and time again, and has proven over the years. Um, and that's the same kind of situation, really, with what is an authenticity. Um, but I'm on the ball on that one. I'm, I'm trying to think of things that we can do together. Um, but it's got to be safe. It's got to be safe for you. It doesn't matter to me. Again, another thing that I say, talk is cheap. It's all very well to say, yeah, I'm the cleverest guy in the world. I'll teach you how to tell a real watch from a fake. That's, that's the easy part. Anyone can say that. But doing it is something else. So that's it for, for episode 10. I'm going to wrap it up there because um, I think we've gone on long enough for today. Don't forget, if I haven't answered your question today, I'm really sorry. Um, either I haven't seen it or I haven't just had a time to get round to it yet. Hopefully I will next time. Thanks for joining me. I'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Have a roofing project? Whether you're doing a small repair or a full job, the Home Depot has all the quality GAF roofing products needed to get the job done. Save up to 10% with bulk pricing on full pallets of shingles and complete the job quickly with the full assortment of roofing accessories. All the GAF products you need. Available at the Home Depot. GAF. We protect what matters most.